Kith is known for its sneaker collabs and its streetwear brands, but today, Kith is proud to introduce our new community initiative called Greedy Kitchen. Located on 180 Ralph Ave, Brooklyn, New York, Greedy Kitchen is a vegan comfort food spot run by Letitia Daring, which aims to bring community together by serving free food to elders in the community. Please stop by to show your support. We would very much appreciate it. All right, everybody. Welcome to the first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the first. Pretty sure I haven't recorded anything before. I don't think I got anything in my notes. Of Our Pride, Our Stories podcast. And I am here with, dang, what's your name again? (laughs) Vanessa. Vanessa. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, you had an event tonight. How was that? Um, I think it went pretty well. Um, just chilled, decorated journals, ate cookies, listened to music. Okay. Real fun. All right, all right. Yeah, that was good. I mean I was there. Like there was I had like six cookies. <laughs> it was good. Insomnia insomnia cookies, they know how to do their thing. But enough about that, though. We're here to talk about being queer in a black household. That is, it's hard to be black, it's hard to be queer, and it is pretty much hard to be both. And if you are both, then you know the struggle. And if you are one, well, you also know the struggle as well. So what's your input about it? Um, Yeah, I definitely think everything you said was very true. Like, it's hard enough being black it's hard enough being queer, but, you know, kind of having to deal with both of them adds another level of difficulty, especially when you're in a household that might not necessarily be the most accepting of that. So it's definitely a struggle and it's not for the weak. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know, um, I know my house is uh, religious. Like my dad's side is Pentecostal, my mom's side is Baptist. So we didn't really grow up talking about um, queerness in the black community, let alone queerness in general. Um, I do know that your family is also involved in the church, right? Yeah, both my parents kind of grew up Catholic, very traditional. Definitely did not really talk about being queer or like you know lgbtq at all so all the attitudes you know i if it was brought up it was never really direct and it was never a positive anecdote or anything yeah because i don't think um there was ever we never had a direct we never had a direct conversation i found out about queerness and lgbt when um I actually found out about it through Degrassi, believe it or not. <laughs> I found out about it through Degrassi because, like, not the not the season that had Aubrey. What was his name? Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Jimmy. What's it called? I didn't um I didn't learn about it through that season, but there was like one on Teen Nick. Did you watch Teen Nick growing up? Uh, not really. So, like, did you grow up with, like, Zoe 101, Drake and Josh? Yeah, yeah. Like, I watched them, but not necessarily on Teen Nick. I think they were on, like, just Nick. They were on Nick? I mean, you're you're right. Like, I know Zoe 101 was on Nick at one point, but... And I know and I know for sure Drake and Josh was on Nick, but I swear, like, mo- a majority of the time I watched uh, Zoe 101, it was on uh, Teen Nick. And it always came on after school. They always had, like, four episodes, so it was, like, two hours worth of it. And it would go by season and season. But um, 
there was a there was a time i think it i think it was i think it was um they were having a trailer for Degrassi, like a trailer for like an upcoming episode. I don't remember. I don't remember who the cast was because I never really sat down and watched Degrassi. Mm-hmm. But like it was, um, it was a com- it was a commercial for an upcoming episode, and it had and like at the end it had two of the uh, women protagonists like kiss, and. Like that, not like that's was something that was never talked about in the house, so it kind of caught me off guard, and I didn't really know what to think at the time. Um, but that was kind of the first time, and then especially uh, during like the 2012 2013, it was a little bit crazier in terms of like we were fighting for the rights for gay marriage, so that's kind of where everything kind of was put. Uh, in front to I think everybody yeah um at least for me I'd say like my first exposure to like queerness or anything like that um I think I became more aware of it when I was in middle school and like one of my best friends at the time like she came out as like bisexual and I was like oh okay like what's that and I mean I never really was too curious about it i kind of just took it for what it was and like you know when she would get with girls I'd be like oh okay like that's an option <laughs> cool mm-hmm. and then like eventually i kind of like identified with that myself and it wasn't too much of like a questioning of myself i was like okay i guess that's an option um at that point i didn't really know what like my parents thought of it because like I said it never really got brought up but that was actually um not too long before the supreme court legislation for the um legalization of gay marriage so kind of figuring out that identity not too long before like the courts made it legal for marriage it was like really nice to like see that people like me could get married but at the same time it kind of exposed what my family thought about queerness because it was so prevalent in the news at the time so I kind of went from not really hearing anything about their opinions or like you know never ever like addressing it to hearing like snide remarks about gay people and like the marriage and like like them seeing a gay flag and they're like oh like do these people have no shame Mm -hmm. or like you know like they shouldn't be able to get married like basically all negative reactions towards it and like if you can imagine it's kind of rough when it's like they have no clue that their own child (laughs) is gay and you know they're saying those things and they don't really know how it affects you because they don't know yeah well like parents really don't parents i feel like in a lot of cases parents don't understand how observant a child can be i was um i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say i'm observant because i'd be forgetting half the stuff my parents be talking about nowadays (laughs) like my my, like a conversation with my mom a couple hours ago i don't even remember what we talked about but i do know that um like growing up, uh, I would always hear the kind of remarks about it. 
Um, and even in school, you know, somebody would be like, oh, you know, that's gay or as an insult. I didn't know what gay was, what that was at the time. It just sounded like a a, a, a basic insult. But I didn't realize that there was a lot of prejudice and hate that came from came from it. And that and, you know, kids don't really get that from anybody. They hear it from somebody older. So especially in the black community, because like a lot of people like it's, it's unfortunate to say, but a lot of our community is still dealing with homophobia and not accepting of queerness. I, I would like to say it's gotten better and being at Rutgers, I don't know if it's the same with you, but it like there's definitely it's a lot more accepting here than my hometown. But yeah, long story short, it's, it's wild and watch, watch what you're saying in front of your kids. No, yeah, especially. I definitely agree that Rutgers is a great place for queer people, and it's definitely a great place to kind of be yourself. I'd say, like, my hometown, what overall was actually pretty accepting, and, like, it was really diverse and, you know, was accepting of, like, queer students. So, I mean, I was kind of grateful for that. But also just thinking about, like, the idea that you hear a lot of stuff from people older than you. Like, it never really occurred to me, but, you know, hearing phrases like, like, that's gay, or like, um, no homo, or like, something's fruity. Like, I think at the time, you know, you don't really think about what they mean by that. Like, I was like six or something, and like, my older cousins would say it. And like, I didn't know what it meant. Like, no homo, I don't know. That's just something you said, but like, you don't understand the implications of that. Mm -hmm. Like... just like the views of like the gay community especially in the early 2000s like it was crazy yeah which is weird and it's wild because i know because they'll because a lot of people will be homophobic but they'll love like prince Mm. and Mm -hmm. prince is like started well i'm you know what i'm gonna be bold he started the androgynous thing because he pulled that he pulled it off he pulled off him and uh little richard yeah. Lil Richard, I uh I actually found out about him through a full house episode. I'm gonna keep it above. <laughs> that see, yo, that was one thing about Nick. They always knew how to show reruns. Mm, that's true. And that's they, true. They, they, never, they never showed it random. Like like what did you what did you watch at Nick at Night? Or did uh, you, or did you like did you stay up to like watch Nick at Night? Um, I mean, I'd usually be up, so I guess I'd see like full house like uh they do fresh prince uh well you know if you're like up real late you got the george lopez (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah i really can't remember honestly like a whole bunch of stuff that i watched when i was younger now that i think about it yeah but that george lopez intro is iconic like if i could play if i could play it in this podcast and not get copyrighted say less like if I could, like I would one day love to recreate that intro. It looks so fun. Trampolines, huh? Jealous. The trampolines did go crazy. I don't remember a lot about it though, and I used to watch George Lopez a lot. Like I used to like wake up and watch it. I'm pretty like I'll say this: George Lopez got me through like middle school and high school, because I would just be up, especially in high school, because we didn't know how to sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, though, speaking of high school, that's kind of when, um, that's kind of when we, uh, when I kind of met a lot more queer people, um, 
and that's really where that was kind of where I saw it for the first time. I mean, I was religious at the time, so I didn't so I didn't really identify as queer, even though I always did kind of have that feeling. But meeting the people, but meeting my friends and just seeing how much they enjoyed life. It made me made me happy. And then, you know, fast forward to college and the pandemic and me kind of learning more about myself. I'm like, yeah, this is me. But yeah. Um, I'd say for me, uh, like I'd say in my friend group, I I was one of the first people to kind of uh, realize my sexuality because being in middle school, right? Like everybody's kind of starting to figure out like who they like, what they're doing. And in terms of my friends, like I was kind of the first, well, depending on the group, but I was the first in like my closer friend group that came out and like all my friends they were super duper supportive and kind of as we went through high school you know more of my friends they kind of came into their sexualities and their gender identities and you know it's kind of nice seeing like you know friend group blossom and like you know we're all just a whole bunch of gay people so (laughs) um at least now today a lot of us we're still together so it's just you know we share a lot of the same identities and experiences and kind of just get to be happy and gay and queer together yeah that's that's dope though because um i think uh it's really it's really good like the older you get the more you kind of realize more about yourself even though this is college so we're all still kind of trying to figure stuff out mm-hmm. like some people some people are learning about their sexuality. Some people are switching majors constantly. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Like, I, at least for me, I think it's kind of comforting that, like, honestly, my sexuality has been one of the few constants in the past years because I'm 19 now. Mm. And I kind of figured that out when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So it's been seven years of constant changes. Yeah. Actually, wait. We have a we have a special guest. Howdy. Also, just know I am recording a podcast. So, is there anything you would like to say to the people? This people people are so beautiful. <laughs> what is your name, caller? Diani. Diani. We are in the middle of a podcast. You it's, know, you should love yourself and then love everyone around you, and then we'd all be filled with love. You know what? That's a that's 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 motivational. I'm here no, for it. I'm here one. for it. Is that Mercedes? Yes, sir. He knows my name. Hey, what's what's oh, happening? You Gucci. You Gucci. Oh, what's up? You guys could call back when you're done. Well, what's it called? I mean, we are at the 15 minute mark, so I guess unfortunately we will have to shut it down for today. But thank you so much for being here, everybody. You are Vanessa, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That is your yep, government official that name. That is my government name, yes. All right. And this is, dang, Mercedes, you tall. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Diani here, too. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will catch you later.
Have a wonderful rest of the day.